Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey everybody, welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. We're all here, the gang's all here. The That's gang's true, all we here. are all here. And Joel, I, if your phone was a smartphone. Right, not a dumb phone. And thus could receive podcasts. Yeah. You would know that at the end of the podcast, I went to go look for you. Yeah, I, I'm sorry Jordan. Uh, I will say you're the one who got lost in the desert twice. I only got lost out there once. Well, I, for two weeks, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I was not lost the second time. I was trying to get you. Yeah. Uh, ad- admittedly, I, I will. I, my phone did play a role in, in us crossing like that. Again, not, not having GPS on my phone probably didn't help anything. Uh, you know, on, on, the, on the good side, I did, when I was out there, take some peyote and meet my spirit animal. Hey, what is it? A penguin? No. Oh, I think your spirit animal should be a penguin. Uh, it's a bear. Oh. Obviously. Mine is sure. a cackling hyena. Not like a fierce bear. Like a lazy bear. Right. Like oh, a lazy like a bear. big old yeah. lazy, yeah. Mine is a cactus. <laughs> not an animal. It's, nope, it's it. not. No, not, very yeah. confusing to me, too. That is dead on, Phil. Yeah. You say, are totally a cactus. Yeah. I think this is the narrative, though, that makes this podcast the... Basically, the heir to cereal. Right, right. You know, this is, this is the People number one tuning podcast in on iTunes. Well, they want to know what happens next. Well, who's going to the desert next week? Right, exactly. Yeah. Is Jordan lost? Is yeah. Joel lost? <laughs> right. Who's responsible for this? Ultimately? So many. The American justice system, I presume. Yeah. The Albuquerque police seem to think that it's Jordan's fault, yeah. but we think it may actually be Adnan. I think Adnan is lost yeah. in prison <laughs> in the system. Uh, okay, but uh, while we were gone, Jordan, something yes. pretty important happened. What? Phil went to a sporting event. The yeah. sports outsider comes inside. That's me. Yep. I went this, I went to a sports uh, event. What, I, what'd you go to see, Phil? And I again, went, remember, professional wrestling does not count. Right, no, I went That's to a it. serious sports event. Yeah, okay. I went and saw two basketball teams duke oh, it out. Oh, Clippers, awesome. Lakers, UCLA, uh, USC. I went and saw the Washington Generals. Take on the Harlem Globetrotters. Okay. It's kind of a sporting event. Sweet Georgia Brown. Yeah. yeah. Love me some Sweet Georgia Brown. Uh, enjoy the Harlem Globetrotters, but, I mean, they don't usually play actual games. Uh, they well, play yeah, they an do. actual they game. They play a game. They it's play a full game. It's an role. exhibition, it's, but it's a game. It's, it's like professional wrestling. It's sports entertainment. No, they took it very seriously. It was a serious game. Well, okay, Phil, what... I mean, would you say you liked it more or less than actual basketball? It's an actual basketball. I guess actual <laughs> it basketball. Is, what is this? The ball, it's the okay. same ball. Well, yeah. it's Look, red, I'm white, and blue. I'm going to break down some ball. of the reasons why it's actual basketball. First of all, they had a four-point circle that you can shoot from. Okay, that's I'm behind that. There's that's nothing not Where was it? Where was it located? It was outside of the three-point line, a little bit out of the three-point line. Was it just a circle? You had to be in the circle. Yeah, it was circles on both sides and lots of people hurling up the long ball. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fun. It's pretty okay. great. Yeah. Like uh, like NBA Jam. It was like NBA Jam, yeah. yeah. And much like NBA Jam, almost every goal was scored by dunking. That sounds... 
Slam a jam a ding dong. Right? That's wildly not entertaining. Pretty awesome. So bad. Yeah. Not so bad. And sweet dunks too. Not just like boring old like oh I'm gonna like bulldoze someone like behind the back and right. through the legs. Right. Yes. And then there was also a narrative going on the entire time. Uh, <laughs> That's why where, I'm saying it's not no, a no, game. No, 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 no. It's a narrative much like a regular sports game okay. where the where the uh, referee. Uh, was not calling any fouls against the Harlem Globetrotter or uh, for the the against the Har- uh, Washington Generals. Okay, he wasn't calling, and they were they were flagrantly like they were who was uh, who was fouling the, the Generals or the, the Generals, and they were like holding onto the rim and knocking balls out and stuff, and the fans were going boo. But then in the fourth quarter, it is revealed on the jumbotron that the referee was actually a Washington General. <laughs> Again, this is this is where I would say that it's it's and more he sports got ejected by the other referee. You're out of here. So wait, so up and now with the generals doing things such as holding out of the rim and swatting balls that are flagrantly illegal. Flagrantly, yeah. I'm sorry. If if the other referee throws that referee out, why didn't the other referee call goaltending? Uh, he I guess he. Wasn't it's like that hockey. Guy. Only the one with the orange can call the foul. Right, right. All right. But no, but uh, what was the score at the point at which it, we found out the general? That's the best part. It was 76 to 76. Oh, wow. So it was super competitive. <laughs> it was super Even while cheating, the yeah. generals only managed oh. to tie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And let me tell you, at the last second, a big alley-oop dunk secured the win for the Harlem Globetrotters. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, other highlights include one of the guys in the Harlem Globetrotters uh, climbed up on the backboard and danced. <laughs> Yep. And at halftime. Uh, that's called not getting back on defense, is what well, that's called. Halftime no. wasn't great. They brought a, a local high school dance troupe to dance. But after the first quarter, Big G, who's a big inflatable globe, uh, did a series of dances and then headbutted the referee that nobody liked and knocked his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> knocked him right on his keys. He was down the ground. They showed it on Sports Center later. This Did sounds like really? a lot of yeah. fun. Someone put it on mine. It was yeah. great. It was exa- it was my favorite basketball game I've ever seen. <laughs> I went to one when I, I was like 10 or something and I remember uh, you would being be old a- enough to appreciate the interesting <laughs> game. <laughs> they played a game against Michigan State actually that was not like it was it was a flat out normal basketball game. As was this one, yes. They lost. <laughs> right, right, no, no. And then it was just sort of mi- like, we don't usually do that. Yeah. I think I think the, the, the normal flat-out basketball game part is something the Michigan State fans tell themselves <laughs> yeah. as they watch the Harlem Globetrotters play largely exhibition games <laughs> right. where the results are meaningless yeah. to maybe boost themselves up a bit. Right, yeah. I can't remember. I don't think it counted towards the, the official g- record. You know it what? must not have because it wasn't a college. Gilligan dunked on them, Joel. How <laughs> legitimate could this win be? Yeah. They, one of them spun the ball on his finger and then ran about 10 steps and dunked it. it well, that's traveling. Uh, didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> and thus brings to a close, the sports outsider comes inside. Yeah, I like sports now. Just that one. Just that <laughs> game. Would you, are, would you go see another one? Yeah, let's do it. I was drunk, too. <laughs> Two good things. Two good things happened at once. Phil likes everything when he's drunk. Yep, I do. Yeah. Everything. What do we got on the podcast this week? <laughs> well, you know, SNL just had their 40th anniversary. Yeah, right? love the show. Uh, it was the same night as the NBA All-Star Game. That makes it tough. Yeah, uh, and, and when it comes to ratings, NBA All-Star Game was crushed. Ouch. Even, Utterly annihilated. Even Walking Dead, which is a juggernaut, which is yeah. a ratings juggernaut, yeah. was down a uh, considerable amount. Well, right. how many Globetrotters were on the All-Star Game? 
None. Zero. That's the problem. That was the problem. Uh, well, it's it's interesting you say that. We actually have the the new image consultant for the NBA ah. uh, who's going to come in and, and, and maybe give them some pointers on how they can be more competitive with a show like uh, SNL. That makes sense. Got to compete. Well, as right. you say, you saw Winsaw Entertainment. Basketball is entertainment. Sure. Right. How people need to be watching this stuff. True. These are the best uh, yeah. athletes in the world competing. So, and Phil, what's that guy's name? The guy who we're interviewing? Yeah, the image consultant for the NBA. His name is Imagine. Imagine. Yep. Ooh. It's just a single name like yeah. that? Yeah, it's just Imagine. Ooh. We'll he's an to... image consultant. He's got to have a really cool image, you we'll guys. We'll have to thank Jean for booking him. So That's John. Okay, sorry. John. And do we have a new wide world of weird sports? Uh, you're goddamn right we do. Oh, good. I was thinking we wouldn't this week. And no, now we do. We do. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's, I like that. You I never like that think segment. we will, and Phil always surprises <laughs> Phil always us. always surprises yeah, me. Every, that's, Every it week be a I love surprise it. anymore. And the news, news, news. Oh, yeah. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. All right. Guys, I know you covered this while I was gone. Johnny yeah. Manziel in rehab. In rehab. There was there was an update watch update. Right. He's in rehab. Yeah. yeah. They don't know how long he's going to be there. Uh-oh. Which means we have an all-new Brian Hoyer update watch update. Brian Hoyer update watch update. Brought to you by... Tag Hoyer watches. You put it on your wrist and it's a dial score in circles. And... Boxes. You know what, Bags? You had the run of this for too long. Boxes are back, baby! Bags can't be happy about that. No, not so fast, You know who's really upset about Johnny Manziel being in rehab? Not the Cleveland Browns. It's Bags. Bags, they got that, like, long-term sponsorship deal with Johnny Manziel. (laughs) It's really tough. Boxes with the more shrewd economic play. Yeah. Let's... Let's back this backup quarterback. Went with the more experienced quarterback. They did. Probably a smart play there. So, you know, there's uncertainty with uh, Johnny Manziel in rehab. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I'm speaking uh, out of school when I say he didn't do that great when he did play. Uh Yeah, didn't play much. And played very poorly when he did. And he clearly had issues uh, winning over the locker room, even with his penis-based comedy. Right. Yeah. Which is weird, because that usually kills in locker rooms. You'd think so. Well, you know what they say about locker rooms. What? It's where the dicks hang out. That's true. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a good joke. Good joke. Joel liked it. <laughs> I know. I knew he would. All that said, do you think the Cleveland Browns would take a uh, you know a look at a reliably mediocre quarterback whose work ethic could be praised by old white sports writers? Yeah. They could write that Hoyer is gritty and gutty instead of yeah. good or talented. And right. smart. <laughs> yes. Not athletic. Smart. Well, smart. Well, actually, they usually do that to the black players. You notice that black players are heady, they'll say. White right. players are gritty. Yeah, because they have to do they have to do like well, what you wouldn't expect. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's terrible, but anyway, it, they basically they don't seem to be that interested in Brian Hoyer. Yeah, and this class this is not a very a deep class too for right. uh, the first round of the first couple rounds of the quarterbacks. No, yeah, after after I mean Winston. It looks like the only guy is a real NFL talent. Mariota, people are sort of like, I don't know. No, I don't know. Guys. Another another fast guy with a pretty good arm. Is that going to work out? <laughs> And uh, texting millennial GM Ray Farmer, who you guys yeah. had on the show last yeah. week, yeah. he hasn't even spoken. Not who you'd expect. No, no. no. Not very strange. I no, I was listening strange. to the interview. I thought it was like a Raylene Farmer or something. Right. He sounded uh, kind yeah. of feminine. Yeah. He's, he's a big guy. His voice is surprising. <laughs> yeah. But basically, he hasn't even spoken with Hoyer's agent, and it's uncertain if he will at all. Maybe by the end of the week, they're saying. 
Yeah. And that that's really that's really immature. I think that's bad. Don't lie yeah. and say you're in a quarterback relationship. Right. That just gives off the impression that you would go with Hoyer if right. you weren't already in a quarterback relationship. I mean, given the demand out there for Brian Hoyer, like somebody else is going to snap him up. And so there might they might be going after Josh McCown as a free agent. Whoa. They might they might trade for Sam Bradford. Boom. Which oh, would okay. These are both iffy play. I feel like Josh Josh McCown may be better than Josh Ryan McCown. Moore. I would Maybe? say probably not better. Lateral than move, right? Right. Sam Bradford, I'll give you probably better than than, than Brian Hoyer. I don't think we know. I mean, really? Eh, Bradford's. I mean, okay. It's it's hard. When Hoyer was good last year, he was better than Sam Bradford when he's bad. But when Bradford's good, he's better than Hoyer. Is this a word problem? It feels like a word (laughs) problem. The the biggest issue here is that Hoyer wants a chance to start. And the Browns might not give him the best opportunity to do that. But in fairness, neither is the NFL. (laughs) Fair. Fair. Brian Hoyer, update, watch, update. Brian Hoyer, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Tag Hoyer watches. They don't make any sound like an annoying phone. And... Boxes. Boxes make all the noise. You can crumple them. You can have fun with them. You can put your kids inside of them. Have a blast with boxes. Box is also a toy. Yeah. Bag's not yeah. a toy. That's yeah. true. Bag Bo- can be dangerous. Bag I mean, that was the most positive box message I think we've ever gotten. That's true. There's yeah. no bag slamming. I think they were getting more into be- getting what they are, which is they're a family company. Right, they're family. Yeah. That's at the end of the day. Yeah. Amari Stoudemire is interviewed while taking a wine bath. Subheadline: An actual newsies traded the Mavericks or something. Ah, okay. so uh, he negotiated a buyout with the Knicks. And he's going to join the the Mavericks. I believe right. this has already happened. Six-time All Star should thrive in their pick and roll offense. Fill a hole that's been empty since Brandon Wright was traded. He's going to. He wants to play for a championship. Knicks are terrible. Whatever. Okay. Let's yeah. talk wine baths. Yeah. Right. What's up with the wine bath? Well, recently social media went WTF, mate. When Stoudemire posted a selfie of himself soaking in a bathtub of red liquid whose only logical origin would have to be the blood of over 50 sacrificed virgins. Right. He's like a vampire, right? Right. However, he later clarified the bathtub was filled with red wine Hmm. mixed with an antioxidant red grape bath. Isn't that how you (laughs) get a UTI? Or cure a UTI? I think it's cure a UTI. Okay, one or the other. Wait a second. Antioxidant red grape bath? And the wine. That is not wine. (laughs) No, no, no. It's, It's wine. Mixed yeah. with an antioxidant it red grape It sounds to me bath. like those are exactly the same thing. Wine high in antioxidants made with red grapes. I don't know if I understand. Yeah. Anyway, so he's, he's, he's like, no, guys, it's, it's, it's a wine bath. And this was a heavy sigh of relief then from the Illuminati and Mason secret co-venture that kidnaps young girls, drains them of their blood, and uses that blood in baths to prolong the life of members who have reached level 33. Right, right. They briefly were worried they were found out. Few. Yeah. It no. used to be 30 and up, but then they were just like, we're killing too many virgins. We're yeah. going to get discovered. We're really just going to have to trim it down to But there's so many virgins. There, like, there, just... there are, but people notice when they're missing. I you know? guess. That's true. More than they're any other people. Many yeah. other, more than any other class of people. Right, exactly. Yeah, people notice you, when you virgins are missing. You 30-year-old comic book nerds living in San Diego. You can get away with that for a while. Right. right. But once you, you, you expand to the, Who to wants the young that white blood? women. Yeah. Who wants that hemoglobin? Right. Not, Not me. this guy. No. Nope. <laughs> Just the lady. If there's one thing about America, it's that we notice when young white women are missing. That's true. I hear about it on Fox News thing a lot. Yeah. Reda Van Susteren. So he invites the public into his or an ESPN reporter to his off day routine, his recovery day routine, presumably to distance himself from the trilateralists. 
Okay. So he, he's taking a wine bath, and Stoudemire, he's, he's, he's attending Air Ancient Baths in New York. That's where he's been taking his wine baths, yeah. which I can't imagine is going to play in Texas. <laughs> I just don't think Jesus turned water into wine for, for drink and no, not bathing. I mean, yeah, but for drinking, not bathing, Joel. Texans are well known for their love of, of the more elegant things, particularly red wine, I really feel like. I will say a, a, wet, a red wine bath also feels very new money. Right. right. It and feels very oil in money. Fairness, Skin treatments, that's a big Texas mm-hmm. thing. Texans right? are yeah. into any alcohol as long as inside a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so essentially it's a hot tub filled with wine. It's called venotherapy, which roughly translates it to con targeted at very wealthy involving pseudoscience. Yeah. Ah, so I veno- see. Yeah, which, which by Thanks, the way, Wikipedia. if you're paying attention, Catholic Church, get on this venotherapy thing. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, it's, it's, this isn't communion wine. <laughs> it's venotherapy. Right. Yeah. Right there. You want some of those highly coveted rich converts. <laughs> They haven't, they haven't had many of those in a long time. We, they used to rack them up back in the day. But. We call it the blood of Christ, yeah. but it's really venotherapy. Right. Since, oh, they, since they grabbed the Vikings with all the raping and pillaging, I feel like no particularly rich converts to, to Catholicism since like 900. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, the off-injured 32-year-old Stoudemire is a big believer in the treatment, which purportedly <laughs> detoxifies the body, stimulates blood flow, and spruces the skin through something elitist egghead scientists call the placebo effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, that all sounds like bullshit. <laughs> Just a heaping, heaping pile of bullshit. How much, how much would you pay for a, a red wine bath with a red grape antioxidant mixer? God, I don't know, 1500 so oh. you're on the prices right, and that's that's what you think, really? Yeah. Well, that's why I don't think I yeah. wanted to go under. Are you asking how much I would pay for okay, it? Okay, no. How much do you think? How much do you think it costs? How much do you think Do you want me to say for serious? Yeah, it's a thirty minute dip, or you can make a joke. Thirty minute dip, twenty three hundred. Whoa, I'm gonna say like uh, six hundred. Joel wins, but you both went over $550 for a 30-minute dip. That's cheap! That's amazing! What a deal! <laughs> what a deal! I'll take three. Oh, look who just By the- uh, <laughs> beat the pants off of the Price is Right champion himself. I wasn't wearing pants when I came in. <laughs> uh, asked how he found out about it. Stoudemire was good-natured, saying, There's a circle of us rich people who talk about what rich people do. I bet that's you was- funny. That's a direct that's quote, a good, yeah. That's a good joke. I bet you it was Kobe. Kobe lived in Italy for some time. Oh, I don't, yeah. But mm-hmm. basically, it's a great sense of humor, but we all know this is coded language for describing members of the New World Order. It's yeah. True. Well, I mean, if you had to pick one person to be an upper-level member of the upper-level <laughs> member of the Illuminati, I would have said, well, Amari Stoudemire, and then, uh, I don't know. The Queen of England? Cook? Yeah, one yeah. of those. <laughs> it's not the first time an athlete is bathed in, in, a, in a unique substance to try to gain a competitive edge. Don't say pee. <laughs> Did I say pee? Oh, no, God, don't no. Don't say pee. No, no. Uh, Troy Aikman soaked his arm in A1 sauce after games, claiming the Worcester gave his arm extra zip. Terrell Owens okay. soaked his legs in a tub of caviar, partially because he was told it helped his knees, but mostly because he had terrible financial advisors. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Really so, bad. Yeah. Former major leaguer David Wells uh, often skipped a clubhouse shower for what insiders called a brewski bath, in which the overweight pitcher chugged beer so recklessly that gallons upon gallons missed his mouth and covered and cleansed his body. Been there. Yeah. Sidney Crosby is bathed uh, by his mom. The rest of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, it's really cute. She puts him in the sink. Also, and... also bathed by his mom. Oh. Ah. <laughs> he, 
Those are very different baths, though. Brett, Brett Favre would often soak his arm in and would soak his penis in a Mexican penis enlargement lotion. Yeah. John Daly... Ba- like it worked in his arm <laughs> yeah. and not his penis. John Daly uh, bathes in his own shame on a per-day basis. Hmm. Uh, that Phil- explains the jack that he drinks <laughs> later. Phil Jackson uses a crystal filtered water alongside with essential oils imported from Nepal and... I'm just kidding. He does a bong rip and he takes a bubble bath. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Nick Saban does factually bathe in the blood of virgins. Mm-hmm. How else could he recruit that well? And then Magic Johnson famously made the mistake in bathing in used hypodermic needles. Right. You know, and, and a it, lot of people at the time said it was a bad idea. A lot of people, but at yeah. least, well, we don't know this is for sure. It's kind of apocryphal. It's what he told his wife after testing positive for HIV. <laughs> right, right. Good save. Yeah. Hey, no press is bad no, press, right? No, honey, it was all the heroin I've been doing. <laughs> okay, joining us now in the podcast, the newly hired image consultant for the NBA in the wake of their rating slaughter for the All-Star game. Uh, Imagine. Imagine. Right, that's your name. Yeah. Imagine. Okay, thank you. Hello, it's pleasure to be here. <laughs> I am here to make up the image of the NBA. Okay. Imagine. Can I ask you, where, where are you from that you have that interesting uh, accent? I am from everywhere and nowhere. Ooh. <laughs> it makes you want to know more, right? It does. Absolutely. If I had my own sporting event... You would definitely watch it over SNL 40 because of the intrigue of Imogene. I would if you I named think your she's already, event. Yeah, a lot of not, not maybe not nearly enough mystery in the NBA. Yes, yeah. I am here to bring mystery and joy to the NBA, so everyone will participate in the cheering and stomping of feet and Queen's greatest hits. <laughs> Okay, well, why don't you why don't you tell us what are some of your ideas that you have? You know, in the aftermath of again the the SNL forty, I think had like a twelve point four share to a five point five for the the All Star game. Uh, you know what what do you have to say about how how the All Star game and the NBA general might might be more competitive with something like SNL? Well, the NBA has forgotten somewhere along the line that they too, like SNL forty, are essentially sketch comedy. They forgot. Well, that? I don't. I mean, I think the, we were talking with Phil earlier. The Harlem Globetrotters that's are kind of close yeah, to sketch that's, comedy. That's sort of I don't know about version of the NBA. No, the whistle blows. You have limited time to entertain before the whistle blows again. Well, that's okay. true. Yeah, that's thing, true. Yeah. But a little entertainment sketch machine. Okay, so so how how do you think the NBA could go about entertaining more catch phrases? <laughs> okay. Yep, every uh, single time somebody scores a slammed dunked basketball, they're going to say, I dunked it like a chick on McNugget. <laughs> well, yep. I like that. That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. tie in there. We, they put it on uh, the t-shirts and everybody yeah. says it along with their favorite star. Okay. With their Michael Jordans. And their spud webs. Would they, They'll w- go, I dunked it like a chick well, what on about, What about something like uh, Slamma Jamma Dingo? children laugh. That's not a joke. It's not a okay. joke. You should yeah, right. get on some sort of comedy podcast someday and learn <laughs> how to make jokes. Do you, do you, do you think like, the children Game would like machine. do an impression of the players when they're saying it? Like they their will. favorite player? They'll, they'll do be the- like, I dunked it like a chick on McNugget. Just like the basketball player sound. Okay. Uh, what what other catchphrases do you have, Imogene? Oh, it's not all about the catchphrases. It's kind of a cheap way to go with comedy anyway. It's a cheap way to go. As you see in in SNL 40, 
they only have about a catchphrase every 30 seconds, right? You need to right. have other things yeah. to build the other 29 right? seconds. For example, yeah. uh, silly costumes and wigs. Okay, uh, so you want the players, while they're playing the game, to be wearing silly costumes and silly wigs. Silly costumes and wigs, so that when they dunk it, they go, I dunked it like a chicken McNugget. And then they look at the camera and they go, boing, with their <laughs> silly costumes and wigs. That sounds like another catchphrase. But... It's, no, it's not a catchphrase. It's done in camera work like the uh, Deborah Downer. Okay, yeah. Oh, Just like it's Deborah a sound Downer effect, the boing. like, boing, yeah. and they go, oh, not out loud, but you know, you get this spirit. And then everybody goes, this is way better than SNL 4D machine. <laughs> okay. Uh, catchphrases, costumes. Catchphrases, costumes, and wigs. It does sound like you're kind of just importing everything that SNL does and saying that the NBA should do it. No, it's way different. <laughs> For example, every time somebody gets the ball, they play their wacky theme song that says in a very short manner what their comic bit is. Okay. Give me a basketball player. Somebody give me okay. a basketball Le player. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. He's kind of short, but tall enough for basketball. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> you don't know he actually. He wears big glasses and he dunks real funny. It sounds like you don't actually know who LeBron James no, is. No, now you know the game of the scene. Right. He's kind of short, but he plays bad, so everyone goes, you're shorter than I am. He's and he goes, boy, oi, 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 oi. He's pretty tall. Right, but yeah, that's the game, but it's the joke, okay. though. That's They're doing the joke. sketch comedy. He's a tall guy who everyone thinks is short. <laughs> okay. You can you oh, imagine okay, the situation? Like, imagine if he had to... Uh, if he was at a roller coaster and they were like, you have to be this tall to ride. And it's so comically high that only other tall basketball players would be able to ride and they would pass it by a machine. Okay. This is really funny. It's a yeah. funny, funny sketch what about basketball. The, what about Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant, you want to hear his theme song? Yeah. Kobe Bryant, rip, rip, rip. Kobe Bryant, I didn't do that. It does not seem like you would that want to remind everyone. No, like... that's the thing is it's what's on everybody's mind. If, if anything, it should be on like people's Louis mind. C.K. Yeah, if anything, it should be on people's mind more than it actually is. I right, really feel but like then, we've forgotten about it. No, that. it's like um, then every single time he gets the ball, they're like, the rapist has the ball. And he goes, I didn't do that. That does sound a little funny. Right, it's funny. <laughs> then the children will I mean, start dark, saying along terrible, with that's the catchphrase. The kids would also be like, I didn't do that. See, like, now that you mentioned the kids, I find it less funny. Right, but. no, the kids would like uh, drop their soup on the floor and the parents will go, who did that? And they go, I didn't do that. They'll be like, that reminds me of basketball. The game is on. And rape. It would remind them of rape. No, mostly about the phrase that said after it. It's, yeah, it's it okay. but the phrase that really... Nobody remembers the setup. No, Everyone remembers, remembers the, the punchline. Everybody wants to say okay. the catchphrase. Who remembers what uh, people say before Kramer walks in the door? Well, it was a Nobody. variety of different Nobody, dishes. but when he comes in, they say, hey, Kramer. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, hey, it's Kramer time. Norm. They never said it's Kramer time. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They go, it's Kramer time. And then they dance. Boy, it, it, it seems like Imogene might be less familiar with both the NBA and the entertainment world. Than... I take umbrage oh, okay. with the fact you say that. All right. Well, do you have... I know about images. <laughs> That's the important thing. Uh, how about one For more? example, Joel. Okay. Joel, I'm going to make over your image. Oh, this is, this is long overdue. Wearing, you should start wearing tight black polo shirts. <laughs> The women will go crazy with lust. I think the polo shirt is a good move, Imogene. Okay. Imogene. 
Uh, I could, and then I could every time a, a woman hits on you, you go, but my balls are so hairy. I don't know if I want to do that. And then everyone laughs and they go, he's got a good sense of humor and we'd they're be gonna, an excellent gonna, provider. They're going to find out that eventually. Right. His and balls on, are so hairy. Depending on where we fall in the three-month cycle, they might not be that hairy. So. All right. I'm going to charge you $12,000 for that I am not image paying makeover. you that money, Imogene. What? Imogene needs his money. You okay, got just, a catchphrase out of this, Joel. Yeah. And it I'm explains away your hairy balls. Do you think that this diamond shirt is free? No. It comes from consulting work, Imogene. Okay. Do, do you have any more tips for the NBA before we, we send you on your way? I've got one more big tip for the okay, NBA. Okay. What's your, what's your last big tip for the NBA? Uh, laugh a little. If you break on stage, people laugh. That's true. So you want, you want, it's, it's like Dwight they Howard. They pass the ball and then they uncontrollably laugh and people laugh along with them. Yeah, Dwight Howard would be like posting up on, on Blake Griffin. And then and they then bump into each other. They both giggle. They share a giggle. The whole, the whole, the whole game stops for then a minute. Then everybody they... laughs when two people laugh. That's, <laughs> That's how true. it goes. Laughter is contagious. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I, uh, that's an interesting number of suggestions that you have there. Suggest, just wait until you watch the next NBA All-Star it's Gum. It's going to be different. It's I will going say to that. be better than SNL 800. We'll have to see because the NBA All-Star Game is definitely a joke. So. Thanks. Thank you for coming on the show. Imogene. 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 For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash network. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash network for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. Let's let's hit it. This week's wide world of weird sports, Don Denkinger. Okay, so this is this is a weird sportsman this time around, yep. it sounds like. Wide world of weird sports, Don Denkinger. Denkinger. Oh, 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 let's see if Jordan and I, let's play a game of Guess the Sport. Yep. I'm going to go with golf. Alpine skiing. Ooh. Donald Anton Denkinger, uh, born August 28th, 1936, is a former Major League Baseball umpire Ooh. who worked in the American League from 1969 to 1998. We should have known that, Jordan. Yep. Really I actually think I that. might know the guy we're talking about. Oh, really? Uh, just by his by his uh, resume, now, uh, I see. by name. Uh, Denkinger wore the uniform number 11 <laughs> when the AL adopted uniform numbers in 1980. He is best remembered for an incorrect call he made at first base in Game 6 of the 1985 World Series. Oh, yes. I know who that is now. The call. The call. The, the call. call. The call. Despite his long and illustrious career, Denkinger is probably best remembered by baseball fans for a blown call he made at first base in Game 6 of the 1985 World Series played on October 26th. Mm-hmm. Yep. The St. Louis Cardinals and the Kansas City Royals... Uh, no, the St. Louis Cardinals led the Kansas City Royals 
by three games to two. Oh, so that was kind of a Subway Series well, matchup. Well, it was. I think I they mean, called like the Subway, I-70 but... Series or something right. like that. But, you know, you're, 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 you're pairing rivals. Your cross-state yeah. rival. Yeah. The Cardinals had taken a 1-0 lead in the eighth inning on a single by little-used backup catcher Brian Harper. Uh, after pitchers Danny Cox of the Cardinals and Charlie Liebrand of the Royals had battled back and forth all game long. Todd Worrell came into the game for the Cardinals in the ninth inning, first facing Jorge Orta, the leadoff batter for the Royals. Orta hit a slow roller to the first baseman, Jack Clark, who tossed to Worrell, covering the first base. Sounds like uh, your your classic bang-bang play at first base. Seems like it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Denkinger was the umpire at first base and called Orta safe. What? Even though television replays and photographs clearly showed that he was out by half a step. Guys, do you, do you hear that? If you're quiet, you can hear the you can hear the the gnashing of teeth of Cardinals fans everywhere. Right. Oh yeah. We, we brought right. it up. As soon as someone says it, they they don't even know what's happening. Yeah. And it's and it's the replays, they've so, they've seen the replays. The replays are are grainy because yeah. the footage yeah. isn't that good. It's fairly obvious that the man was out. Yeah. I believe it. The Cardinals argued briefly, but Denkinger refused to reverse it. The Royals went on to win game 6 by a score of 2 to 1. So that leadoff single like scored them, it led to two runs in the in the ninth. Yeah, let's get into a little bit about uh, what people said when this happened. Uh, CBS, a sports radio announcer. Here we go. Well, I'm guessing it's mostly flattering things that accept that Don was a professional who made a simple and easy mistake. Yep. Jack Buck said, "Orta leading off swings and hits to the right side, and the pitcher has to cover. He is safe, 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 and will have an argument." Sparky, I think he was out. Sparky? I guess he was talking to someone named Sparky. Oh, he was alongside Sparky Anderson. Oh, it was pr- Sparky Anderson did the color game. Had he, just, had just coming off his World Series <laughs> yeah. victory. The year well, before. Yeah. Was doing a, a color commentary for there the radio, I guess. Uh, ABC Sports said, little squibbler to the right side. Worrell races over to cover the throw. Doesn't get him. Worrell back to the bag in an argument here. And here comes Herzog amongst the other quartet. Werner Herzog? Yeah, he was there. The he was field doing a documentary call? on bad calls. He was like, I cannot believe the call you <laughs> The call made me cry like a pigeon. Never, he didn't argue as much as he narrated. <laughs> never, never listen to a radio broadcast of this. <laughs> never listen to it. Jim Palmer of ABC Sports Color Commentary said, looks like he's out. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it did. Jim Palmer, straight shooter. Yeah. Yep. Al Michaels said, oh, I don't think there is any doubt about it. <laughs> well, clearly there you was some You gave Al Michaels a lot of attitude yeah. there. <laughs> He had, and then Jack Buck said, he had the base and he had the ball, man. What else is there? That's the rule, isn't it? <laughs> People got pissed. Jack Buck, the longtime Cardinals play-by-play announcer, right. should be noted. Yep. Life after the call. <laughs> In the immediate aftermath of the 1985 World Series debacle, Denkinger uh, received many hateful letters, including death threats from Cardinals fans. Aww. And this is this is back before you could tweet him at people, right? Exactly. I feel like <laughs> I feel like tough. every death threat in a handwritten letter is the equivalent of like 75 yeah. tweeted. Death you had threats. to buy a stamp, right? You exactly. had to be. I am so mad. I right. pen note, to paper. Note the people today who cannot use proper grammar when tweeting death threats at people. Right. And just imagine how much harder it is for those people to actually write out their death threats. Yeah. Two St. Louis disc jockeys went so far as to reveal Denkinger's phone number and home address. Oh, that's terrible. Yep. <laughs> you can't do that. Back before you had anonymous, people still did that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Denkinger claimed that the letters uh, continued through 1987. 
Cardinals fans gave up quick. Well, Years. I guess they kept winning other World Series. Yeah. <laughs> the Cubs, he'd be a dead man. The breaking point for Deckinger was when he received a particularly menacing letter with no return address in which the writer tells that if he sees Denkinger in person, he would blow him away with a three fifty seven Magnum. That is very specific. Very specific. Yeah. Uh, more than 20 years after the fateful event in Kansas City, uh, in October 1985, Denkinger has regularly appeared at sports memorabilia shows, including ones in St. Louis, writing to autograph photos depicting the call. He made a career out of it. Oh. Him and the other guys signed photos of yeah. it. Yeah, that is nice. Denkinger even owns a painting featuring himself, Todd Worrell, and Jorge Orta involved in the play, claiming that he keeps it to remind himself that no one is perfect and everyone makes mistakes. It's yeah. his hang-in-there cat poster. <laughs> yeah. Except it's, uh, you know, game six of the World Series. Yep. Get this. In September 2005, he was a guest speaker at the 20th anniversary dinner celebrating the Cardinals' 1985 team, benefiting the Whitney Herzog Youth Foundation. Oh, uh, Werner's wife? Twist. <laughs> and that brings them to another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close of the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, Phil's going to tease you with three pieces of contact information. You can find us on Sue.co. That's TSU.co slash sports number three podcast. They're our sponsor. They're the only people who pay you to post social media posts. Just text their photos or whatever. And if you sign up through our link, Sue.co, TSU.co slash sports number three podcast, we get a little taste of that too. So make sure to sign up. A uh, little you can, taste. A little taste. Ah. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. While you're there, please comment. Please follow. I know you all download on iTunes. We're still seeing the metrics. But please try it out. Listen there. It's really nice. And it's got a nice little app. And you can find us on Stitcher. Download the Stitcher app today at Stitcher.com. Search Sports Number 3 Podcast. We're there, too. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Hey, Joel. So so Phil's thing earlier got me thinking about what if, what if other legendary Al Michaels calls went the same way? In like, terms of attitude? Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.